Hello and welcome into BTN's Take 10 Podcast. This is Alex from BTN.com, and this is a on-the-road version of the Take 10 Podcast, so that's why the audio quality is not the best. I'm actually recording this in a hotel room in Manhattan. Um, BTN is out here at the Hashtag Sports Conference in Times Square. We're trying to learn anything and everything about the new age of digital sports media and everything that encompasses it. So that's why the podcast is on the road this week. And fortunately, there are plenty of uh, interesting people out here to talk to, and I was able to track down one of them for this week's episode of the Take 10 Podcast, and that is former Nebraska linebacker Blake Lawrence. He's actually a uh, CEO of a company that is uh, has a big presence here at the uh, Hashtag Sports Conference in New York. His company is Open Doors. He's a co-founder and CEO of the social media marketing platform for athletes that is open doors it's been hugely successful um as a company that was founded by not only blake lawrence but uh, another nebraska athlete and has been financed and uh, invested in by nebraska athletes as well so big husker connection out here in nyc and i was able to, to sit down with blake for a conversation about his career both in football and in business and the uh, kind of new trends and technologies that are that are taking over sports media today and how you know how that all relates as far as athletes marketing themselves and, and um, you know having more of a voice in, in relation to their brands and careers so really good conversation with Blake and that's coming up here in just a minute first off as I always do I want to give a couple of reminders here on the take 10 podcast to Download and subscribe these episodes on your platform of choice, whether that be Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Podbean. Uh, if you're listening on SoundCloud, get on over to one of those platforms and subscribe. And we're also s- streaming these episodes on YouTube. So you can find us on YouTube as well if that is your uh, platform of choice. Just search the Take 10 Podcast and subscribe to Big Ten Network on YouTube. All right, one more reminder. As always, we have a promo code, a coupon code on the btn.com online store through the Take 10 podcast where you can take 10% off any order on that btn.com online store. So Huskers fans that are listening, get your Husker swag, Husker gear on the btn.com online store and use the coupon code TAKE10. It's capital T-A-K-E, number one and zero. Take 10% off your order. All right, so with those reminders out of the way, let's get to my discussion with former Husker linebacker, current CEO and co-founder of the social platform agency sharing uh, tool Open Doors. That conversation with Blake Lawrence starts right now. All right, very pleased to be joined in New York City by Blake Lawrence. He's a former Nebraska linebacker, co-founder and CEO of the athlete marketing platform called Open Doors, which has had a big presence at the Hashtag Sports Conference this week. Here in Times Square. So, Blake, what's up, man? How are you? I'm good, man. Excited to catch up, share the story with the audience. Yeah, absolutely. Um, this event that we're here at in New York is, is very geared towards what they call the, quote, new sports economy. It's like the latest trends in sports, whatever, like if that's in the social media space, how athletes engage with fans, all these things that your company, Open Doors, is very much a part of. So just right off the bat, can you kind of explain what Open Doors does to those uh, out there who might not know? Yeah, Open Doors is an athlete marketing platform. Uh, we help athletes share content on their social media channels. So Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, uh, 
there's we are a software platform that these athletes use. They get a text message uh, anytime somebody wants them to post a video or image or GIF on uh, those social channels, and they say yes, and then our software does the rest. So it really takes the stress uh, that can come with having a, a very active, on-demand uh, social media channel for these athletes and. You know, a lot of people want them to share things, and it, it becomes a challenge for them to balance that out with their sport or practice or at the collegiate level with school. And so we we really want to help athletes maximize the value of their social media channels without having to take too much time um, and energy to capture content and push it out themselves. So we're just here to help. And I mentioned at the top you were a former Nebraska athlete. Company started in Lincoln. So can you kind of get to your, your background and your path from uh, athlete to now entrepreneur? Take me through, first of all, you know, growing up, small Midwestern town, getting to uh, that level of college football in Nebraska. How did that come about? Yeah, Nebraska uh, class of 2007. And so this is, you know, a, one of those journeys that is common, right? You, you get an opportunity to visit a lot of different schools across the country and, and learn about different traditions and fan bases. But the first time I went to Nebraska was a spring game in 2006, I believe. And, and it was, um, I just fell in love. I fell in love with the stadium. I fell in love with the fan base. The people were so nice, genuine. And so being from the Kansas City area, um, it was a three-hour drive up the road. And I just couldn't see myself anywhere else. My older brother played quarterback at Kansas. So there's a lot of folks that thought I'd go join him there, but the opportunity to go to Nebraska and be a part of that tradition really meant a lot. And so 2007 class came in, and um, you know, that was the, the start of the journey. And met my now co-founder, business partner, Adi Kanalik, day one of college. He was my roommate in the dorms. Um, and you know, we obviously got to, a chance to play for Nebraska. Uh, I, I Played as a true freshman, so did Audie. I started at linebacker my sophomore year and junior year, uh, but had to step away. I had concussion issues. Mm. And um, so that was a really quick transition from football into what's next. And that became entrepreneurship. And we could dive into those early stories of, of really how we got this thing going. But yeah, Kansas City kid, uh, passionate about the Nebraska fan base in Nebraska has been very, very good to me. And, and um, obviously being part of the Big Ten families has been very good to Nebraska. Um, so we can dive into all the details, whatever you want to know. Yeah, so you mentioned it briefly there, but your career is quite short in Nebraska for injury reasons. So, you know, now looking back, I'm sure it's easier to, to reflect on. But at the time, how difficult was that for, you know, that dream to, to not pan out ultimately? You know, Student athletes, uh, athletes of any level, eventually your career comes to an end. Sometimes it's abrupt and sometimes you can see it coming. Sometimes uh, you outlast what you would have expected to have as a career. Maybe you make it to the pro ranks. But for me, the one day I woke up and could never play football again, I had four concussions in a little over a year and stepped, stepped a, away from the game. And it's a little bit of an identity crisis because you have to figure out what's next. Um, and University of Nebraska did a, a tremendous job preparing me for life after football. And I think that's critical for these universities and institutions is to help athletes succeed off the field um, so they can set themselves up for life after their sport is done. And uh, so I graduated in two and a half years with a, a degree in marketing at Nebraska. Um, the academic staff really helped me accelerate my path towards that degree and I got a, a, a MBA as well under scholarship so 
uh, the student athlete experience in Nebraska really prepared me for what's next because football uh, didn't last forever for me. It doesn't last forever for anybody. And so being prepared for the transition was important. You mentioned meeting your business partner, you know, day one in the dorms. Who are, what are some names, uh, guys you hung around with during your time on campus? I'm sure Nebraska fans listening, you know, will, will want to know, like, who you... Oh, yeah, day you, one uh, in the dorms. Elbowed around with down there. Yeah, so Audie Kanalik is my business partner now. I'm a kicker, class of 2007. But Jared Crick and Prince Amukamara, Niles Paul, Roy Halu, uh and Marcel Jones and... I mean, I I get a big smile just thinking about our class and, and those early days, not knowing a thing, but knowing that we were part of uh, the rich tradition at Nebraska. Then, you know, on the team, we came in and, uh, you know, played with guys like Indomic and Sue and um, Larry Asante and Alfonso Denard and uh, Zach Potter and Matt Slauson. I mean, just these guys, uh, Rex Burkhead, I could just go up and down, but... Uh, part of that family, you know, and, and those guys are near and dear to my heart. And, and um, that's one of my favorite things about college athletics is how it brings a lot of folks from different places, different spaces together and, and form a connection that lasts a lifetime. So, you know, football ends prematurely for you, but how does Open Doors come about? You're, you're, uh, you're at Nebraska and then, you know, moving into your young adult life at the time that Twitter and social media is really starting to take off. So I assume by that point you've made connections with plenty of future pros at a place like Nebraska. So how does the company start to take shape? Yeah, so we, uh, less than a year after being done with football, it was 2010, Adi Kanalik and I started our first company. It was a social media agency. And Adi was still on the team. He was in his senior year as a kicker at Nebraska. And Adi would go on to play uh, in the NFL for the Panthers. But we started this social media agency helping businesses connect with their customers through Twitter, Facebook, blogs, YouTube, LinkedIn, um, a lot of these businesses know that social media is important. They didn't know how to do it themselves, so they'd hire our company. And some of our early meetings for that for uh, our social media agency, Audie and I would meet on the practice field. Um, so he was a kicker. It's not mm. like he was doing much. Right. <laughs> so, right. Um, so we would meet and uh, and have those conversations. And you know, in 2011, the NFL draft, Prince Amukamara, who's one of my best friends, he he got drafted mm. uh, to the New York Giants. And his life changed, and his social media presence uh, exploded. I mean, he went from 10,000 followers to 100,000 followers overnight, and he asked us for help. If we could help him like we were helping these businesses, and we said, sure. And that was when we discovered the value of athletes and what they say on social media. No matter what Prince said, it was more engaging than any of the businesses we were helping. I mean, right. talking about 10 times more engaging. Uh, his fans love him and, and want to know what he has to say. But we also discovered the challenges of actually getting him to share content. Um, we would email him content, um, content videos and, and whatnot. Um, we'd direct message it, we'd text him and, and ask him to share it because we were creating content for him. And he would forget or uh, maybe mess up every once in a while. And so we said, man, these guys, athletes are powerful, but if, if they are not able to capitalize on this audience or, or give them something to engage with, then they're not going to really maximize the value of it. So we built a simple software, uh, which would become open doors. And it was basically upload a video, mm. send it to Prince. Uh, he'd get a text message, click a button. And if he wanted to share it, there's a big green button. He just said yes. Mm. And then the software would do the rest. We'd send it out automatically. Um, so it would take seconds for him to get access to great content and engage his fans. And we just built it for him. And he showed it to his agent and once he was in the NFL. And um, and then they added five players, so, uh, 
Demarius Thomas and Eric Decker. That says Gopher for you right there. Yep, there you go. Um, and then the NFL Players Association called us a month later and asked if we could fly out to D.C. and talk about helping every NFL player. So that was serendipitous. Um, but it all started with just a desire to help a, a teammate of ours, Prince Mukamara, as he transitioned from life in, in college to life in the pros. So outside of the obvious, you know, business incentives for companies and, and brands and, and players, like why do you think athletes like it so much? Like, I feel like to me, what you guys are doing is such a natural progression of how athletes are now so much more in control of their voice and their brand. Yeah, social media has allowed the athlete-fan relationship to be stronger than ever before. There's not a, a filter between an athlete and their audience, and that is good and bad. It can be challenging for athletes to know what to say, when to say it, how to say it. And uh, so there, there's value in that relationship, but they must feed it. These athletes have to feed the fans with content that they're anxious and eager to consume. And interesting enough, most of these athletes, even the the most talented, most marketable guys at, at all levels of sport, they got to focus on the field. And they're not, they don't, they really make their money or they make their, their um, presence known on the field of play, not on their phone. And so for them to have an easy way to get access to great content that their fans want to see, um, that takes seriously seconds for them to get access to and share, uh, really helps them keep that audience engaged without distracting them from what should be their focus, which is the sport in which they're playing. Sure, so I, obviously Prince of Mukamara has been huge and, and Nebraska athletes and their connections there as well have uh, had a big impact, but what about you know basing the company in the community? What went into that decision? Uh, it started in Lincoln, still have big presence there. What's the uh, community in Lincoln done to help get this to where it is now? You know, Lincoln, Nebraska has been supportive. Uh, and I tell you, this is not unique to me as a student athlete at Nebraska. This is unique. This is a story that any student athlete should be able to tell is when we started our first company, those early meetings, we had those conversations because we had played football in Nebraska. People uh, are passionate about their Huskers and wanted to support our business. And, you know, that type of community support is critical uh, for any business and any entrepreneurs having those people around them want them to succeed. And Nebraska is um, a place that is incredibly passionate about the people that play for the their their team their home team so uh the community's been great and then there's also a, a the university itself the athletic department was a, an early partner in some of our initiatives to uh help student athletes and alumni um with their social media as well so the university's been great and there's a company huddle huddle is a a, a 500 plus uh employee company based in lincoln nebraska started out in nebraska athletics and they built a 112-foot building down in the Haymarket District of Lincoln, and you better believe that inspires us to understand that you can build something great in the Midwest that has an impact worldwide, uh, but stay true to your roots and be in a community that's really supportive. Sure, and you guys have expanded uh, since then. You know, you're in NYC now. Uh, you just moved out here, not full time, right? But you're, you've, uh, yep. you know, you've kind of uprooted a little bit, and, and uh, I think you. You mentioned earlier that you still live in Lincoln, but you all started out in NYC, right? Yeah, yeah. So uh, about two months ago, I moved out to New York City with my girlfriend, uh, who went to Nebraska as well. So two Huskers out here in New York trying mm -hmm. to take on the world. But 
You know, Open Earth has grown to a point. We have nearly 3,500 athletes around the world that use our software every day, and, and we've got partners all up and down um, professional sports, down to collegiate ranks and, and uh, brands across the, the globe, but many of them have a presence here in New York City. So having the opportunity to expand our footprint in the global media market that is New York City is very important. But 25 of our team members are in our, our HQ in Lincoln, Nebraska, which we're moving into a brand new headquarters uh, next month in July 2018. So super excited about that. And um, so this is an opportunity that has grown to become something that we're incredibly proud of. We're proud of sharing our story about why we started this company, but also sharing our story of why we still have our roots and why our home base is in Lincoln, Nebraska. Um, that matters to you know, the vision for where this company can go is, is having those roots in the Midwest and, and Big Ten country. Yeah, I feel like you know now more than ever, there's so many opportunities for kind of fun stuff to spring out of social media to make athletes and, and figures more relatable. I think a great example, you know, even though it was before uh, or was in the early open doors days, the, the Bo Pelini, you know, cat meme that kind of originated on social oh, yeah. media. Your old coach, uh, you know, that that's something that started on social media and became a reality. And that's just something that you know makes someone who might, be, might have been like a scary figure like Bo Pelini much more likable <laughs> to a uh, mass audience. Yeah, Bo's Bo's great. So I played for Coach Bo, so I love the man. And uh, the fact that he is he embraces social media at a slower pace, but that's okay. The social media is just an opportunity for fans to see the other side and. Whatever you think of Bo Pliny, whatever you you think you might know about him, um, only those players on that on that team, and and we know who he is. And to see that he was able to give a little glimmer of of his his character and and how fun he can be when he held up a cat at the uh, spring game and and whatever year that was. I mean that was that's our coach, and but that social media's done that for for not just those coaches, but for athletes of all shapes and sizes across sports and personalities. Um, we feel a real connection with the people that we follow on, on social and those that follow us. And that is a uh, something that many people can learn from is, is by breaking down those barriers and really allowing you to tell your story one-to-one with a fan, you can add a lot of value. Yeah, you, and you alluded to it earlier that there are challenges sometimes in dealing with athletes. Um, you know, an example of a challenge displayed itself yesterday. You know, Juju Smith-Schuster, you were supposed to uh, present with him on, on, on the stage here at the conference. Uh, something came up with him and he wasn't able to to show up and you, you kind of talked about how uh, Prince was sometimes, you know, unreliable in sharing stuff. So you don't have to name any more names, but uh, do similar issues kind of pop up when a- athletes are obligated maybe to do something and uh, financially you're, you're going get, to get paid for it and for some reason it doesn't work out? Yeah, this that's the tried and true world of, of working with athletes and any personality at any level is, is you know, we are used to in the, the media market or the marketing world uh, getting an athlete in person, doing an, uh, a signing or doing a presentation or uh, a meet and greet and uh, a photo shoot and, and some of those things, like they are obviously they have their place in the world. They deserve to exist, uh, but it is challenging because you're coordinating with an athlete and their team uh, to get them across the country, and you can you can lay all the things out and and be one step away from um, you know the lights going on and, and action starting and and there can be a wrinkle. And that's a challenge because athletes today, their time is, is incredibly valuable. Um, and it's they are treated like a business, like in a little operation themselves. And so 
what I love about what we do at Open Doors is we're able to give people access to athletes, make them more accessible, make athletes more accessible. That's our mission without taking away from, from their time. Mm-hmm. And so it, the social media, if an athlete says the right thing at the right place at the right time on social media, that is can impact millions. Um, no matter what stage you put an athlete on, there are rarely millions in the audience, right. but every single day, every athlete on social has the ability to impact that amount of people. So instead of shipping folks across the country to stand on stage, sometimes it's as simple as a tweet that can you know, spark a conversation that goes worldwide. Sure. All right. So, you know, we're here and, and, and there's been a lot of discussion with not only your company, but all the companies that are, that are out here talking about, you know, where we're going, what's the future of social media. So where do you see it, you know, playing out? I'm sure five years ago, there's a lot of stuff you couldn't have envisioned. So what are you, what are you thinking down the road as far as how athletes are going to continue to grow their voice and represent themselves on social media? Yeah, this, uh, you know, we say this, athletes' handles are, are the new channels. And uh, there's an eager audience of all shapes and sizes waiting to consume content from those athletes. And so as we see athletes influence only grow and they're coming into college i mean some of these guys coming into the these big 10 schools have fifty thousand plus high schoolers that are like verified like uh, unbelievable and yeah and, and but they are they've built a brand they've built an audience and those channels are an extension of the school they play for the conference they play in um the entire association they play in I mean, these athletes are representing the universities and whatnot so we look to see you know the the college level um, more access to those student athletes just by and coaching them. I mean, they are student athletes. Their job, they should learn, mm-hmm. right, what it's like and, and how to do things at a high level. And, um, and rather than pushing them away from social, teaching them how to embrace it and succeed so they can set themselves for, up for life after sports is important. So, and then after the professional ranks. So I would say that you will see more and more content at the highest level being shared not only through the the conference, not only through the teams, but through the athletes' channels themselves. Um, and so you're, you're able to unlock a, a new level of distribution of content and a higher level of engagement um, as, as more and more athletes build those channels and those audiences. Sure. All right, before I let you go, mm-hmm. Blake, we uh, definitely have to talk about the future of Nebraska football. You know, oh, yeah. it's been a little rough here lately, but the optimism is off the charts. I don't have to tell you that. Uh, with Scott Frost now on board. So so what are your thoughts on where the Nebraska football program is going as we head into this new era? I, it is the new era, and, and being in Nebraska, the excitement is real. Uh, this is a fun time of year as you kind of get closer and closer to mm-hmm. fall camp. Everybody's predictions on how many wins we're going to get, just you keep adding one every month until we get closer to the <laughs> season. And uh, there's high expectations, but Scott is a, is a man that has a track record that – many coaches of any level would envy. And uh, he has the resources and support that most college coaches don't get in terms of going back to your alma mater and bringing with you a, a story of a season that is unprecedented in college athletics and that's the, the turnaround that he had at UCF. So uh, I'm excited for this team, excited for the community. And, and I think the fan base is anxious to see success, but should be giving him time to get there. Uh, nothing good happens overnight it well UCF some good stuff happened pretty quick right. there but uh, you know the Big Ten's a, in an interesting place right now is a highly competitive league and uh, but Scott has all the resources and, and uh, a good foundation to build upon 
All right, well said. Uh, Blake Lawrence, really appreciate you sitting down with me, taking time out of your uh, busy business schedule out here. Best of luck with everything going forward, and uh, excited to see what Open Doors can continue to create as we move along here. Yeah, I appreciate that. Go Big Red. All right, absolutely. All right, thanks once again to Blake for joining me. Uh, really fun conversation with him, really good dude. And it's exciting to see what he's been able to build out of uh, the Silicon Prairie, if you will, of Lincoln, Nebraska, and being able to expand it and have a, a huge impact in the you know, social media brands and lives of athletes and um, you know, been able to bring a lot of interesting content to, to fans, businesses, athletes, you name it, and that's definitely where the sports industry on on the internet, on the web, and on social media is headed, and uh, cool to see a, a Big Ten alum be at the forefront of all that. All right, so uh, as always, I want to thank everyone out there for listening. I want to thank Wes White for producing this show, and we will talk to you next time here on the Take 10 Podcast.